Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Saw. Saw is a 2004 horror film directed by James Wan in his feature debut and written by Lee Wannell. It follows two strangers who awaken in a room with no recollection of how they got there and soon discover their pawns in a deadly game perpetrated by the notorious Jigsaw Killer. Boys. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a Wan Man double. Wan Man special. Yeah, Yeah, the Wan Man first plan. Yeah. First movie. His first plan with his friend (laughs) Wan Nell. (laughs) Do you reckon when they met, they're like, hey, you're a wan man, I'm a wan man, let's be wan man together. Do you reckon when, no, I reckon what happened is a third person introduced them to one another. They, it was a, it was a, a woman um, who sort of ran the school and she was like, loving to see where this is going. Wan, wan. And they went, thank you, man. And that was the, <laughs> okay. That's delivered. Thank you. You're welcome. Can we claim this as an Australian film? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it. It was, you know, conceived in Australia. It was conceived in Australia, but Australia said no. So it, That's it, true. So basically, yeah, they pitched it in Melbourne, where obviously they're both from. And yeah, no no, no deal. It wasn't until Hollywood said, yeah, we'll take a crack at it. Yeah, Australia probably were like, it's not the right kind of misery porn that we yeah, like to make. Yeah, we like to just really feel bad in our soul. Like someone whose life, life has shit on them, not just one dude. Yeah, I imagine Australian producers or Screen Australia or whoever the fuck it was probably mm. looked at it and just as soon as they saw it was genre, they were like, oh, no, 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 oh, no. Oh, I just no. <laughs> good try, boys. But uh, take a step to the left. Yeah. Is, it set, uh, is it set in the outback? No, uh. not a small town there's no uh suburban setting where someone just gets beaten up for no yeah no sorry we can't make this movie mm, nope. in 2004 none of them are drug addicts i'm sorry mm. no <laughs> actually no, no, no. technically one of them is addict yeah um who amanda oh, oh okay oh. Yeah, yeah yeah sure okay sure. Well, there you go that should have gotten the yeah. green light from screen <laughs> they sure. added that scene in just to get a bit of oz funding and it still didn't work <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine saw made in australia so instead of getting danny glover to redo his lethal weapon shtick they were like all right we're gonna get john howard to do blue healers <laughs> so funny <laughs> i thought of john howard as well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just him and um 
Oh, what's that? Lisa McCune just solving <laughs> solving the town. What's what's the town that Blue Heelers is set in? Is Blue Heelers is that John Howard? I'm thinking of a different yeah. guy. John Howard's always greener. He was both. I'm pretty sure. He's no, both. no, no. It's a different guy in Blue Heelers. Nah, he's I'm... definitely always greener. Yeah, and always he was greener. In sea change. Hang on, Jamon. I thinking of the same guy. John Wood. I reckon is the guy. I you're reckon of. no. Yeah. John Wood. Absolutely no, no. Boys, boys. He was okay. All right. Don't tell so me John, his name's John Howard as well. John Howard is best known for his appearances in the TV series Blue Heelers. Are oh. you thinking of him from Blue Heelers, though? That's who I am. John Wood. Yep. But also, John Wood... This is great for our international listeners. He is also... <laughs> no, so both both John Wood and John Howard have both been in Blue Heelers. I'm trying to think like what Blue Heelers is to international audiences. It's kind of like our Australian Miami Vice, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's really solid. Whoa. It's a thick, small country Australian town instead no, it's, of Miami. <laughs> it's Midsummer It's midsummer Murders, all those like British crime dramas, right, Rosemary in yeah. Time, except it's a cop. Yeah. It's the bill. It's the bill, but set in mm. um, Australia, a small Australian town. I'm going to look up the name of the town now because it's going to... Yeah, part cop show, part soap opera, and it ran for way too long. Yeah. I mean, like we're like shocked that these two Australian actors were in it. Every fucking Australian actor was in it. Mm. It was Blue Heelers. It's like what everyone did. What a classic. He's also All Saints. John Howard or John Wood? John Howard. John Howard, yeah. For me, he's from Always Greener, a classic Australian television show where uh, a city family and a country family swapped houses. Fantastic stuff. God, you just you don't, you don't get better television than that. Yeah. I'm sorry. It might be the golden age of television at the moment, but that was when Australia peaked. Yeah. Okay. No, look, I, I think I knew John Howard had been in Blue Heelers, but he's in like three episodes. And I'm thinking of John Wood. John Wood, yeah. Oh, what Sean said five minutes yeah. ago? Cool. Yeah. cool. Cool, 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 John, cool, John cool, cool. Wood was like the boss man. He was the um, yeah. fucking sergeant or whatever, I guess. But they would have had a doctor in it, and John Howard played a doctor in All Saints. So he could have played the doctor role, and John Wood yeah. could have played the cop. <laughs> oh, welcome to Scaredy Boys, a wonderful <laughs> podcast about horror movies in which we have spent <laughs> a considerable portion of this episode discussing a procedural cop show from the 90s. <laughs> that no longer, yeah, no longer exists. And Misery Porter. So I also thought, do we need to give context for the Misery Porn thing? So basically, Australia movies, the only ones that got funded for about two decades or more was just these suburban slash rural misery porns where they were just depressing and not really good context over <laughs> yeah there's a movie look if you want to know more there's a guy uh who made a movie that i fucking hate i think it's my least favorite movie mm. ever made Ooh. behind oh. i think i think it's bohemian rhapsody and and this movie are my two least favorite movies of all time and it's snowtown oh, that mm. is like yeah that's the peak of suburban misery yeah. that is that is the peak yeah. of it um and i think this would have been a little bit before wolf creek right so yeah we hadn't quite Oh no, Wolf Creek was the next year. So so crazy mm. that that they were like no to this, but yes to Wolf Creek. Yeah, love that the IMDb detective is just absolutely on already. Oh, yeah, he's firing on all oh, cylinders. Yeah. that tab is never closed. <laughs> my, it, 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 I, I feel even more like a detective because normally I'm on my phone, but my phone's actually charging in another room. So I've actually got the laptop out and I'm changing tabs oh, like a madman. It's uh... that tab is never closed on his computer, in his heart, or in his head. It's just always open all the time. <laughs> I picture him as like Tom Cruise in Minority Report. He just has. That <laughs> Those gloves yeah. on, just spinning different things on the screen. <laughs> what is he known for, though? <laughs> but, okay, look, the WAN man. Yeah. The WAN man. He's, we've said this before on this show, he's Australia's best export. Yeah. He's our best director, yeah. our most successful director, and um, a rarity in Australia just because he is a genre king. Mm. 
He's done so much for horror. We were talking about him while we were watching this movie together. Yeah. And I actually forgot that he was involved in the Fast and Furious franchise as well. <laughs> yeah. And then he's done Aquaman. He's he's off the chain. He's unreal, yeah. Well, look, there was there was many reasons why we chose this film. But one thing I wanted to just sort of introduce is that, so basically in a continued commitment to Year of Fear, the three of us were like, all right, how are we going to choose our next run of movies? We've got to make them fearful. And so basically what we decided on that each of us are going to choose two movies that we're scared of or we're scared of the idea of and commit to those. So this one's actually one of mine. Um, and for me, like definitely I was curious now that we're obviously, yeah, we're WAN fans. I was curious about, uh, seeing his first one, obviously Saw's got so much clout around it, but really my main reason for choosing it was because like, you know, those teenage years where all of us sort of, all your mates are starting to get into horror for the first time. Everyone's trying to be brave boys when people are moving from scaredy boys to brave boys in the same way they're moving from children to horny adolescents. <laughs> and uh, while the horn levels were rich in all of us, <laughs> we, we definitely weren't brave. Uh. Um, Saw to me was the one that was like, it was the one that everyone talked about. It was my first sort of real idea of what, what horror was in terms of like must watch horror, I guess, like the one that yep. everyone's talking yep. about. And like, and also because of that, that age level we were at, that machismo in having watched it and, oh, that nah, didn't scare me, oh, whatever sort of thing about it. Yeah. Um, but also because it obviously kicked off the, the sort of torture porn run of horror that sort of went for a good decade, it was also like any details I got about it was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely never watching this. Yeah. This sounds like a nightmare come to life. It's like just the, the concept of it, horrified me and not in the way where obviously for I can understand now as a 30 plus year old man that the concept is titillating there's like the perverseness of it it's like holy crap what would you do in this situation but for little Damien it was just like that's the worst thing I've ever heard <laughs> I am committing right now to never watching this movie in my entire life yeah I will say in Saw 2004 the the first Saw films defense right is I think I, I think you're right I think you're absolutely right it did it for me as a as a teenager in that era, the Saw films and the Saw franchise, there was one literally every year <laughs> yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, let's go see Saw. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm going to go see <laughs> Robots with Robin Williams. I'm good. Um, finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Let's, let's go see up and have a good cry. Yeah. It's, yeah. But I think... To to be fair, to, in Saw's defense, you, you sort of launched this torture porn thing. The first Saw is very not torture porn. Like it became that. It became all the traps. I mean, the- it, it still has the startings of it, though. Like, oh, absolutely. The absolutely. idea behind, like, like watching it now, it's a great run. The obviously we see the initial setup, but when we get the the flashbacks to who the Jigsaw Killer is and his previous kills, and like the guy in the razor wire, the other one who's got the floor full of glass and he's got to do the crack the code, and then finally the girl with the reverse bear trap. Like, all those are great, but they're. They are, like, to me, that's where torture porn got kicked off. And when I say torture porn, I don't actually mean to be reductive. I think it's amazing. I think it's phenomenal that this film kicked off a new wave of horror. Like, I actually think that's an incredible feat. Gorno is the other term I see Ooh, front around. I think I like that more. I've never seen Gorno. That's great. Bit of, bit of Gorno, bit of Gornography. Oh, yeah. Because that sounds a bit more fun than torture porn. <laughs> Whenever I heard torture porn growing up, I was like, no, 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 no. no. You don't want any of that. <laughs> yes. And I used to get um, Empire Magazine. So obviously growing up a scaredy boy, but mm. so they, they loved Saw and they would always do these big features. And it always led to me swearing off whatever film they picked. So you'd have Saw, you'd have Hostel. Right. And they were talking about Human Centipede. And Ooh. I was like, that is a 
branch of cinematic universe I'd never want to partake yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then this show existed. <laughs> but I think I think I speak for all of us. We're not really going to go too far down the uh, the Gorno path, are we? No, nah, we're not Gorniacs. No. We're not interested in nah. that. Like, Thank you very we're, much. We'll, we'll follow. I, I feel like we could follow Wan a little bit further along, but we're probably not. Oh, hey, hand on heart. man holds your hand. Yeah, he does. We're, we're not watching Hostel, <laughs> boys. There's no fucking way. No, I don't want just gore for the sake of gore. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. I love when people message the show and suggest movies to watch. If you're going to suggest things that are particularly like way down that path, mm. don't be shocked if we never watch them. Yeah. Save your save your thumbs the effort of typing that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of was yeah, for for me choosing two was like almost straight away I thought, well, now I've got this interest in the Wan Man plus there's this movie that's sort of been sitting back there as as one of the ones of like yeah, never going to touch that. Yeah. And I've got to say, wasn't as bad as I thought. No. no. Yeah, I like that happens sometimes with this show. I build a movie up in my head, mm. and then I think I approach this with the knowledge of like what this series sort of became. Yeah, and I thought right. it was going to be heavy on that, but um, it's a mystery. This one's more mystery yeah, it's a, than sort of mystery thriller. It leans into those tropes a bit more. Yeah, with obviously it's it's just a grotty movie. Oh yeah. Oh like, boy. Oh, it's. I, I remember so. Damo, you and I, this is the first time we've watched it. Tom, when did you first watch it? So, I have watched, I think, four of them. I think I've watched one and two. I don't think I've seen three. Mm. Weirdly, I think the first one I saw was four. Yeah. And I kind of got got peer pressured into it. It was one of the very early horror films that I actually watched. And I watched it at the cinema. Oh. And I went with a bunch of, like, mates and it was like, they're like, oh, we're going to go to the movies. We're, we're tossing up between Saw 4 or this other movie. Mm. And there was a few of us who hadn't seen any Saw films. So I was pretty confident that we'd end up seeing whatever this other one was. Right. And then I think either that one was sold out or we took too long to have, like, dinner or some mm. shit. Having too much fun in the fun section. <laughs> yeah, having too much fun in the fun section. And then, as the fun section always inevitably does, being burnt by the fun section. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, we ended up. I ended up watching Saw Four in the cinema, and it's real weird because Saw Four is like probably the most direct sequel of all of them. Oh, okay. In that, having not seen three, I'm pretty sure that three and four take place at the same time, but in different locations. Hmm. Is old mate back in number four, Carrie? Uh, no, he's not. Okay, he's in three D. Yes, I, I, in my googling today, so he he was actually pretty bitter after this one. Um, he was under the impression that he actually filed a law- lawsuit against the producers and the production company. Oh, oh, really? Because by his claim, and I don't know who is right or wrong here, he claimed to have been promised 1% of the profit, uh, which obviously, given how well this did, would have been considerable. Mm. He, instead, he got, a, he got a salary. And so it was settled out of court, but due to those disagreements, he was like, yeah, I'm not coming back until <laughs> <laughs> his career didn't hit the, the heights of his acting abilities, or maybe they did. Maybe literally he has reached the height of his acting abilities. Mm. Uh, and so when they obviously asked him back for Saw 3D, which was also in the era of 3D movies, which is, I think, phenomenal. I think that's that's technically six or seven, right? Oh, is it? Oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm jumping the well, gun. No, it, just- it's, it's, no it's, called, it's called Saw 3D, but I think in terms of where it sits in the numbers... I think 3D is actually sixth or seventh. Yeah. Man, 3D was cinema's biggest misstep. It just <laughs> fucked everything up. Yeah, it's Bloody Jim Cameron. Fucking Jimmy. Remember, you couldn't you couldn't go to a movie for like two years without having to wear the fucking glasses. Oh, yep. without being tacked on, yeah. I had to wear them on top of my glasses. It was such a shit time to be a <laughs> cinema goer. Did anybody ever call you six size? <laughs> <laughs> I'm- 
They missed opportunity. Oh, big time, big time. <laughs> so yeah, Damo and I, we watched it for the first time the other night, but I, I had seen some scenes of it because I remember when I was in film school, our editing teacher showed it to us. and I can't really remember why because there's nothing... I don't know if the editing's particularly strong. I think it had something to do with like he was showing us how they stitched it together because like they didn't get enough coverage or something. Like the right. Wan Man was missing some scenes, and so like I think it was like anytime there's the CCTV camera angles, I think they went back and did reshoots of that mm. or something. It was something to do with that. Um, okay. I have a fun fact about the way it was shot. If you would like to know this, boys, Go or on, on how it was put together. Yep. Um, so, look, doing some IB, IB DM, IMDB detective <laughs> work. Yeah. Um, I've so here's a fun fact. Uh, they shot all of the bathroom sequences in chronological order so that the characters and actors could go along the emotional journey that they Okay, that's follow nice. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind yeah. that. I mean, like, I guess when you've got that single location, like, why not? Normally, obviously, the shooting schedule is just dependent on, like, location. Yeah. So, for that one... Fuck, it'd be so funny. It'd be so funny if they were like, all right, first scene, Carrie, cut your fucking leg off. <laughs> <laughs> he strikes me as a method actor. I'm sure he did it for real. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got the uh, he's got the pearls of a method yeah. actor. I mean, he's definitely he's definitely method acting in Princess Bride. Method acting as a piece of shit oh. who can't act. Oh. Well, I I felt like I was safe, and you fucking <laughs> you're both a pack of dogs. Oh, do you love that? Do you know what? For my movie, I'm gonna pick fucking Midsummer. You dogs. Oh, you gotta say Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want you to. Act. You, in the words of of a famous actor, you keep the name of my a movie that I like out your fucking mouth, boys. <laughs> <laughs> You're do, lucky we're recording a- over Zoom, or I would have slapped the shit out of both of you. Let's do it as a chaser. <laughs> nah, actually, no. So I take that back. I don't want to have to watch it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. So just just to take one sort of weird step back, mm. I watched four, hated it, obviously, yeah. but then somehow ended up watching one and two. And then I think I watched one more, but I can't remember which one. But one and two are good. Um, yeah. Well, much better than four. And I two is probably the best of the bunch oh, yeah, okay. from ones I've Interesting. seen. So, yeah, look, I think we have to do at least two at some point. I'm curious enough to do two after this watch. Yeah. Especially because obviously our two lads are, are still in charge. Um, but I also wanted to say, Tom, I love that you're like one of your early horror experiences was being peer pressured into it. Mm. I feel like for a lot of our listeners who are more in the Skeddy Boy camp, that has to be their first experience. Like that was definitely my, like I obviously talked about my first experience where I tried to get peer pressured into it. And I said, no, thank you. I'll take my book. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, since then, well, like actually, no, my very first movie horror experience was Jono, my dear mm. loved twin, Being pressuring me into it. Yeah. Mm. He was my first peer pressure into watching horror. The ring. Uh, yeah. The ring. Oh yeah. Let's never do that one. Um, You're a fear, baby. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that, Sean. <laughs> Let's go back to mocking Tom. That was fun. This, this I don't like so much. <laughs> no, no, no. You're a fear. No, you're right, though. Princess Bride. Shit. Shit film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good. Now I'm so proud. Yeah, Boys, yeah, yeah. you know what's going to happen is we're going to finish recording this episode. You're going to go to bed and then you're going to wake up in a bathroom and I'm just going to appear on a TV screen and just be like, Boys, I want to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you change that TV screen to The Princess Bride on repeat. <laughs> so you either watch The Princess Bride or you cut off your own legs. Oh, <laughs> cut off. Yeah, both. Both legs. Yeah. <laughs> well, look. While also while we're on the um, the direction of this, the sort of I, I, another thing I, I have to love about this film was the budget. Like yep. for a movie of this budget to have so many ongoing effects, like we were talking about this while watching it. Like obviously, it built the careers of Wan and Wanel and numerous others, arguably. Um, 
But even like building this whole franchise, like I said, building that next stage of horror, that was the next wave of horror. And I do feel like Saw kicked that off. Like, what an achievement for the smallest of budgets. And what was even meant to be originally a straight to DVD release. It was mm. meant to be straight to DVD. And basically the production company, after it was made, they're like, okay, no, I think we can release this. And then it friggin' blew up all over the place. Well, it came out, came out on Halloween and owned that Halloween weekend release date for about 10 years. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like it's like looking at the budget. The estimated budget is one point two, and it made a hundred times its budget. It's fucked. Like, that's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, I really love to how savvy the WAN men of Australia are <laughs> in that they. So to, am I right? They stuck around for the second one, but then basically they're just sort of producers after that. Uh, it looks like now looking at it here, it looks like uh, Wannell wrote. Uh, one, two, and three. Oh, okay. Well, I guess specifically James Wan, he kind of just—he doesn't tend to get bogged down. He's—he's he's this franchise creator, mm. but like The Conjuring, he does two—the two good ones—and then passes it on to someone else. Mm. Did he do two Insidious films and then passes it on? Yep. Uh, he did one Fast and Furious. Yeah. Passed it on. Good on him. Uh, I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna find here how many saws he did. He only directed. One saw. Wow. He knows when to leave it. Yeah. Yeah, Wannell wrote... He wrote the first one and the third one. Two is all Wannell. Yep. And um, yeah, not... And they're just producers on literally all of them. Awesome. Smart. Yeah. That's the way to do it. So then, also while we're on the filming stuff. So one, this was made in 18 days, which is just... Phenomenal, it's crazy. You could, like we could we were discussing while watching it. There were so many locations where you're clearly like, all right, they've they've got a warehouse. They've used a few props and sort of set pieces to sort of make it look like a different room. Like they did everything they could to obviously even the idea of it being a single room story, which it is and isn't. They're like obviously half the story is, but all the flashbacks and the cop stuff, not so much. But then the one that I really love is the the car chase scene which oh yeah like on watching you can tell this is not a car chase but basically yeah one of the facts i read was that it was filmed in the garage of the warehouse the same warehouse so much of the other the rest of the film was in and basically they turned off all the lights added some fog and then they just shook the cars from the sides while the guys <laughs> sped them up and then did that wan sort of frenetic yeah camera movements yeah. yeah i love the shaking of the car like how much do they think a car moves right a and- car is supposed to glide across the road <laughs> <laughs> now these are dirty bumpy roads man yeah. that, it's a bad part of town yeah, they were driving through a hurricane or something <laughs> they were they were well i'm going to see your joke short, but like you you mentioned at the time, it, it made you think of um, the Barb and Star line, where it's like, make sure you're turning the wheel <laughs> oh, yeah. a lot, so it looks like you're <laughs> <laughs> every time. Brilliant, but like also like, but I don't know. Like to me, I'm still like, yeah, but that's tenacity. Like that's that's what like I love the. This is the sort of side of filmmaking I love, where people have a like. It's so much of filmmaking is problem solving, right? And so like yep. hearing those backstories behind films for cinephiles like us who just like. That's the fun of it, of them, of a director or whatever, having a problem and coming up with a creative solution. Yep. They've got fuck all budget. Of course they can't. This isn't Fast and Furious yet. Wayne's not there. So, of course, they're just going to be like, no, nah, let's just shake it real hard. Like, I just think that's amazing. I think that's so great. Yeah. Some of the coolest things in cinema come from having no money. Yeah. So, you, you've just got a problem solve. Whereas, you know, the uh, Marvel stuff, I guess, now where they can basically just... CGI their way out of Change it. their mind a couple of days before release and just change objects and all sorts of yeah, shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, did you, did you, speaking of that, did you see the thing about the Spider-Man movie that the brick, yeah. the 
is actually something was some was a snow globe, and they just changed it. Yes, yeah, so that, the movie that came moment out. where Matt Murdock catches mm. uh, a brick. Is it a brick in the finished one? Yeah, it's yeah. a brick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a snow globe, and then for some reason they're like, "Hey, let's make it a brick." Which not to get bogged down in superhero stuff, but Matt Murdock, correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't have super strength or anything. If someone hurls a brick <laughs> through a window, yeah. and he catches it. That's going to fuck your head. That's a great call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah. I get that he's hearing it. He's got super hearing. Yeah. Oh, he yeah, can yeah. hear it. And look, he can get his hand in the right spot because yeah. he's got that power. <laughs> but he, that should have broken his hand in half. I'll tell you what it should have happened. He should have put his hand in the way. His hand and the brick should have still smacked Peter Parker in the face. That's what should have happened. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They'll make uh, that change. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Can't wait for that Blu-ray yeah. release. Oh boy! So yeah, look, watching this, uh, my other my other impression was also that it was like it was actually far shitter than I was expecting in terms of like I think they did amazing given the budget, but also the the cracks were were present. Like the fact that this was sort of like what's a good analogy? Out of the three little pigs' houses, this was straw. <laughs> this wasn't brick. You know, yeah. this was going to get blown over in yeah. a heartbeat. Um, but. I'm very forgiving and of that for obviously so many reasons. Everything that I said before about it, just do it like the, the achievement of this movie is speaks for itself. You're right. There is an immaturity to the filmmaking, I think. Yeah. Which yeah. is is totally understandable because it's the first thing they've made. And, mm. But but even yeah, from a script level too, like it kind of it's a great premise, an amazing yeah. hook. Yes. And then the the further into it you go, you're like what the fuck? Like this is pure <laughs> chaos at this point. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, just insane. And in fact, when before we started it, we were like, "Oh, I think Tom, you said, oh, I thought this was a tight ninety, and it wasn't. It's like a hundred and three minutes, mm. and you really feel that extra, like you know, probably thirteen to twenty minutes. It goes a bit long. I think a yeah, second. Yeah. I think a second one is is a ninety, uh, or an eighty-five or something. But I think it's yeah, it's it's one of those things where this it's the film's strongest parts um, are all the bathroom stuff mm. and the traps. The cop drama over the top is <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, and I, and all and and the biggest issue that the movie has is that when you when you make a movie for cheap and you have to get like some names in the movie, so you have Danny Glover mm. doing just whatever Danny Glover does, and that's fine. And then so you go, we'll get we'll get Carrie. He shouldn't be a better actor than the writer. <laughs> I don't think. Great call. Yeah. It's like he should be he should be a better actor than the writer. And um, yeah, lay one off shits all over. <laughs> He does. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. So, well, like, here's my take on on Carrie is that until we did this podcast, I thought he was a pretty great actor. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd seen Princess Bride at some point and thought, yeah, he was fine in it, yeah. but he's obviously playing a, a bit more over-the-top genre sort of a character. I'd also seen him in Robin Hood Men in Tights where he's playing an over-the-top genre sort of character. Yeah. And so it wasn't until what was the other one we watched? The Unholy. Yeah, the Unholy. Unholy yeah. and Dracula. And his Boston accent. Oh, and Dracula as well. Oh, I'll defend oh, him. Crap. I'll defend him in Dracula. <laughs> All right. Okay. Great film. <laughs> I mean, everyone in that movie is just insane. So, like, yeah, yeah. how can you call him out in particular? But I'd, in- I'd actually, speaking of Dracula, sorry, I'd love James Wan to make an unhinged oh. Coppola style Dracula. That would be fantastic. Yes. Even just make a direct sequel to yeah. Bram Stoker's <laughs> Dracula. Oh yeah, yeah Br- dude. bring back Gary Oldman. <laughs> yes, yeah. Dust off the accent; it'd be huge. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins could still do it. Oh. Fucking get them all back. Hopkins would love. They're to all shoot. still alive. Keanu They're Reeves he'd love another crack at Harker. <laughs> what a film! Amazing. But yeah, but in this, Carrie Eels was like, if anything was taking me out of this film, if anything was like showing the straw house, it was actually weirdly him more than the rest of it. Yeah, hundred like, percent. He's the weakest actor in the the whole. Th- like even. 
like weirdly, like the guys who have like thirty seconds, like the guy, the naked guy with the candle, mm. he's a better actor than Carrie, <laughs> right? Yeah, the guy who's dead on the floor is a better actor than Carrie. I actually thought the the girl who played Amanda that like it's a small little bit, mm. but she was actually really good. I thought she's well, she's um, she's in a bunch of stuff. She's in like yeah. Becker and yeah, a whole bunch yeah. of things. She's in other Saw films. So yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I I read that um. Uh, Tom, I'm going to have to IMDb you to find out her name because I feel it's rude of us not to mention her name. That's uh, Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith, thank you. So Great basically, Wayne had a crush on her from the stuff she'd been in. <laughs> and so when they asked, oh, who would you like for this thing? He threw her name out as almost like a bit of a gag because he's crushing on her. And then like a day later, the casting director comes back and says, yep, she's on board. Great. Oh, that is... Love it. Hollywood dreams right there. That is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, she she makes she makes another some more appearances in the franchise. So good for her. Oh, yeah. All right. I also just want to call out um, for for listeners. They obviously can't see us, but when when Tom goes into IMDb detective mode, he puts on a deerstalker hat and he looks at his computer through yep. a magnifying glass. So I just want to call that. I, we never mentioned that, boys. I couldn't call myself an IMDb detective if I just looked at IMDb like a regular man. <laughs> yeah. He's sucking on that pipe as well. Yeah, he's just he's really committed to it. <laughs> but okay, one more point I want to, before we move on to the where we scared and all the rest of it. One more point yeah. that you mentioned before, Sean, is the griminess of this film. Oh yeah, it's filthy from the get go. Oh. Like, that room is full of hepatitis. Yeah. Like, I was scared just from looking at that room, the idea of having to sit. Like, that. looking at the toilet and imagining the smell, before Wannell dove his meaty hand into it, Yeah, I was still like, this is the most revolting thing. I don't know why, but, like, I think early on I I turned to Tom and I was like, oh, fuck, there's going to be shit in that toilet, isn't there? And he just gave me a little (laughs) wink. And then, like, five seconds later, he had to bury his hand in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love your your good friend giving you a cheeky wink over a (laughs) toilet full of shit. Hey. That's friendship. I didn't didn't want to say that, you know, I didn't want to spoil it. I just thought I'll go with a wink. That could be interpreted as being maybe there's not. (laughs) Or more, maybe there is. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of your patented that toilet's full of shit weeks. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. As as my eye closed, I said, that toilet's full of shit, Sean, but with my eye, and Wait. you heard it. Yeah. I love the many winks of Thomas Reed. It's kind of like the blue steel from Zooland. <laughs> <laughs> on surface level, you think they're all the same. Yeah. yeah. But they're not. Oh, mm. mate. It's, you're yeah. basically doing sign language with your winks. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. <laughs> All right, were we scared? Um, I, by the end of it, my memory of it, my answer to that question is no. I don't think it's a scary movie. I just think it's a really grotty one. Mm. But I, there must have been times early when I think I yelled at the screen, fuck this show or what are we doing or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So I must have been scared at some point. You gave me a few Paddington-esque card stares yeah. during this as uh, yeah. why are you making it. It would have this? definitely been in like the first half of it because it could, like I think I wrote in my review, I don't know why I always go into a James Wan movie thinking that I'm going to be haunted for life because they always reach a point yeah. of just like absolute fucking madness where it's just like you're not scared anymore you're scared i find with when you're scared early mm. but then then you start having fun this doesn't have the same level of fun because it doesn't have the same level of competence yeah but you can see the echoes of what his work will become yeah, yeah. that's a great call I, I i did read that on your letterbox review and thought that was brilliant because it's like yeah there's this uh, insidious is the ultimate version of it there's this kookiness and strangeness that comes out and you're like well now i can't be scared like, sorry yeah damn i'm gonna have to pull you up immediately insidious is not the ultimate version of it malignant is the ultimate version of it when a backward oh, yeah. spaceman yeah. throws a chair yeah. at a cop yes yeah. that's his masterpiece i'm immediately backtracking i'm walking back from that yeah that's a great call yeah, yeah. Insidious walked so Malignant could run. <laughs> and boy, did it run backwards and weird. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that for me, I think for all of us, Conjuring, particularly Conjuring 2, mm. I never reach a point where I'm like, ah, I'm having fun now. Maybe the end, I feel like, oh, it's a very sweet romance. Yes. No. But that's scary the whole way yes. through. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have the same level of like unhinged madness. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. and, I, and I think with, with Saw, it's not necessarily like scary all the time there's not a lot of jump scares there's only like two mm. really and they're, they're they're sort of in that back half where you um are dealing with uh in particular the bit with the girl saying there's a bad man in my cupboard the pig mask thing yeah that's pretty bright uh chasing them like those two bits are sort of the only real jump scares all the other sort of horror comes from the reality of how like a oh, fuck yeah these situations yeah. are fucked yeah like yeah mm. yeah and it's like it's, it's almost fucked. it's almost a different kind of horror to what we usually think of. Like if something scares us, it's that prolonged tension. It's you know looking in all the dark corners. It's all that sort of stuff that really like you know haunting of Hill House sort of stuff where it really gets you. And I think it's these these films are particularly interesting because, like I sort of said, for teenage Damien, the concept of this scared the shit out of me more than anything else, like more than other horror movies. The idea of someone just going out of their way to purposefully torture you, not kill you, but torture you, was just so horrific and terrible. You get a choice to live. You get a chance. Jigsaw gives you a fighting chance. I don't know fighting chance. Having to cut off your own leg to get out of there, I wouldn't call that a fighting chance. I would call that torture. Yeah, that is a dog move. Yeah. That's a dog move by Jig Boy. I didn't say that it's 
It's a good choice. I just... Jigsaw, if you are, as Amanda proves, Mm -hmm. prepared to, you can live. Yeah. She really goes for it. She does. She does. I thought there would be more hesitation. Like, I honestly... With that scene where it was playing out, I thought she's going to stab him Mm -hmm. and then he's going to wake up. But he woke up before she stabbed him and she didn't actually hesitate. She went, well, I'm already committed. She's in it now. My hand is swinging. I got to go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and that's is that side of thing that I think, yeah, this is where this movie for me, yes, it's scary. Obviously, the idea of it scared me for eighteen years. Watching it, I, I it's, it's a different. It's still, I think, within the scare category, but it's a subgenre of fear. And it's yeah. like, it's disgust is in there, you know, revulsion is in there. Like watching her claw through his intestines is like, oh, that's yeah. just the worst. In on yeah. like both ends, both the guy who's now having his intestines pulled out because he was forced to swallow a key, I guess. And the woman who's now being forced to manhandle his intestines. Like, on every level, it's just revolting and disgusting. And so, like, your empathy kicks in and it's, there is, it is still fear, I think, but it's not our traditional idea of fear as in fear for myself, I guess. Like, it's that thing we've talked about where, like, when watching a horror movie, there's the fear you feel for yourself having to watch this and be afraid and waiting for the jump scares and watching the corners. But all that is still your fear the fear of you experiencing a horror movie. And then there's that other fear of the empathy fear of us being afraid for the characters, for them, what they're having to go through. And I think this taps more into that latter half as well as because that revulsion and torture porn-ness or gorno-ness, I think that that tips it, like that triggers something else in our brain, but it's still tangentially related to fear. So for me, I think I'm going to have to still say, yes, I was, I was scared watching this because I was so revolted because it was so disgusting because I didn't really want to keep my eyes on the screen on a number of times throughout it. Yeah. I I agree with you. While I would, if I was explaining it to someone, I'd be like, it's not a particularly scary film. It's just like disgusting to look at. But yeah, that is part of it. It's the, it's the discomfort. Mm. Like I got to the end of it and I was I was happy that it was yep. was over. I was yeah, like yeah. towards the in the back half, I was like, I am happy for this to end. Like let's let's just get through this. Yeah. It's just like yeah. it's just unpleasant to watch. Mm. It's it's mm. also that thing of I think yeah. where Unlike other horror films, I when I watch Saw in particular, like other horror films, whether it's a Dracula or a, or a As Above So Below, I'm never going Spelunky. Yeah, you know, right? Like I'm not. I'm the descent is never going to happen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the Saw films, and I think the fear that I get from the Saw films is, is that like that could just happen. Mm, yeah. Like someone could just do. Like they feel like the most realistic. Yeah. Events. So my brain immediately is like, yeah, but what did you? What would you do? Yeah, you fucked. Right. Stop. Stop lurking around car parks with your camera, <laughs> taking photos of unfaithful husbands, please. Begging I've you. I've got to stop. I've got to stop. <laughs> I felt bad for Wayne, uh, Lee Wynell's character because mm. um, a lot of these things tended to be happening to bad people or people who are wasting their life. Right. Was he that bad? He was just a job as a basically a, a private investigator, well, no, sort of, I, I guess. I, I, I think his whole thing is for Saw is for Jigsaw's thing is that when they when they he listens to his player. It's just that he just is apathetic and he's doing fucking nothing. He doesn't have any ambition or drive. Yeah. yeah. So, Actually, I guess you could also make the argument that he's profiting off other people's misery as well. So Yeah. I think Jigsaw's bar is pretty low. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I ask, so at the end when Jigsaw, it's like the big reveal, the big twist, mm. he wakes up off the floor. Were you both the same as me, just a big vibe of, I don't fucking care? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, 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 I liked it in the terms of, 
like Tom mentioned how this was a mystery. I, I, I love mystery. I said to these guys while watching it. I think mystery paired with any other genre improves that genre. It makes it so much more interesting and tantalizing for me to, to watch along. There's something for me to grab onto. So like I quite liked the mystery element. I thought it was delivered pretty well. Actually, even in reading, there was a number of things I missed that Wano put in the script to sort of hint that this guy isn't dead slash the guy we saw in the hospital is Jigsaw. Yeah. So there was one where um, when Lawrence was um, loading the cartridge into the revolver to shoot Adam. So when the doctor's doing that, all six chambers are empty. Where for that kind of gun, it obviously doesn't fire out the the shot cartridge. So there, if there was at least one bullet for the guy who shot himself and is now on the ground, one of them should be full, right? Yeah, cool. So I'm like, that's good. And also when the um, guy in the hospital... Uh, obviously, there's like, he's a very interesting person, which is a very loaded comment. And all of us were like, okay, what's that about? Yeah. But apparently, if you rewatch that scene, he, he's actually got something in his hand, which is the pen that later causes the doctor to be accused of being the jigsaw killer. Yep. Ah, uh, he takes the pen light from him. Right, the pen light. Thank you. Yeah. So there's like these nice little bits where Wannell has actually, as the writer, has gone, well, this is a mystery. I need to be able to allow the audience to solve it. Mm. And he's actually put it in there. So like on that end, I think I like it. I like the idea that this guy's been on the ground and it's a twist and it's 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 more in for me uh, in relation to the mystery side of this movie than the horror side. I don't think it's that horrific. I was like, okay, would someone really be able to lie there convincingly for that long? Maybe, I guess. And I had like mostly forgotten about the body there. So it worked for me. Yeah. Now, I, I, yeah, I think it's a cool. The, the twist, the part of the twist that I like about that ending is that it just fucks over Adam, the character of Adam, so hard because right. a he finally gets all the pieces and he realizes that the killer was never Zep, hmm. that this guy's just an unfortunate another pawn in this this game, and not only that, but also his chance to ever actually get out of this situation was gone the minute he woke up yeah. because it went down the plug yeah. hole. Yeah. And just that, that throwaway line of like the key to your freedom is in the bathtub. And then just him slamming the door shut and saying game over. Just like, oh, well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. You're in the, well, okay, you're now locked in, I guess. Well, well done. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like that ending for me like does sour it a little bit because I want him to be able to escape. But I get that for this film, no, that's not the way it's going to go. He doesn't saw off his own legs, so. Only because he's like. Goes hog wild on the, on the fucking chain. <laughs> he makes a choice and it blows up yeah. in his face. Just saying. Yeah. You know? While we're on, on Wannell, uh, Sean, you called this out and I thought it was a great call. That's why I want to mention it. Is like some of the lines of his character is so 2000s in that it's like wisecracking, fast talking, like these one liners that he's throwing out or these sort of almost like it makes me think of Tongue Boy from Scream for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where he's throwing out these lines where you're like, no one in this situation would say that. No one's like, oh, here's a quirky thing to say at this moment. You're, you're fucking chained up in the filthiest bathroom and you're definitely going to die. And yet you're still pulling out these sort of like mm. funny turns of phrase. Insane. He's fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, he is a bit annoying. Yeah. I agree, actually. A bit, actually. a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess I say a bit because Carrie Yules' character annoyed me more because his acting sucked. Maybe Adam deserved to be locked in that room forever. Yeah. For his cheesy one-liners? Yeah, look, I give that. Yeah, actually. You know what? I take it all back. <laughs> you know, yeah. At the end, I didn't feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did our actors act wisely or foolishly? Foolishly. Yeah, they're dumb. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that annoyed me in the whole film hmm. is... Carrie's plan 
of turning the lights off and whispering his plan. <laughs> right. And then immediately acting on like the fake pretend you die thing. It's like, you are the dumbest cunt in the world. How did you become a doctor? Yeah. Like that was that plan was never going to work. Mm. How can that be so stupid? Yeah, it's like so obvious. Like he's even got uh, it must have been um, Zep, I guess. Even had his finger on the button to like electrocute them or whatever it was. He knows they're doing something. He knows he's trying to pull a sneaky on him. Yeah, and then it's immediately into acting mode. Yeah, insanity. It's crazy. Actually, this isn't a, did the characters act wisely? It's did the editor act wisely? And they did not. Mm. In that you get to a point right near the end where they show you the clock again where they have until six o'clock or whatever. And we all kind of said to each other, oh, what the fuck? I forgot about the timer. Like that, yes. that clock should have been shown like 15 times during the movie. It should have been like a real, like a ticking clock. Yeah. And it just, it was completely forgotten about. It's mentioned at the start, you have X amount of time left. Right. And then you see it at the end. And both characters have forgotten about it as well. They're yeah. kind of like, oh shit, six o'clock. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Like, both of them have reason to be looking at that on the, at that clock. One of them because he's like, okay, it's getting close to the point where I have to kill this guy. Like, I have to do the unthinkable. And the other one, because obviously it's getting close to the point where this guy might, like, with every minute passing, he's more likely to kill me. Like, it's a great device. They've done the work to yeah, put it yeah. in. And then, yeah, yeah. You, you're right. They did not utilize it the way they should have. Yeah. Adam, for me, is never really concerned enough about the fact that Carrie's mission is to kill him. Yes. Yeah. Like he even, I don't really think he should be teaming up with him. Mm. <laughs> like maybe eventually he's like, all right, fine. You've earned my trust a bit, but he does nothing to earn his trust. And they just sort of work together. And at no point is he like, get fucked. You're trying to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's never really a, a thing between them, like a strain between them. Right. They work together too easily. Yeah. Where we could have taken out a little bit more of that cop action that didn't necessarily land yeah. and put in a bit more of the tension of of like, yeah, these guys have to work together, but also have very strong reasons to not trust each other one Definitely. Year. Especially uh, after the um, hidden photo reveal where, yes, where yes, it's revealed do. that Adam hid that from, which makes sense that he would hide that information because right, it, right. it confirms. But, and he's, you know, they don't, he doesn't trust this guy. He found the photos in the toilet. Like he hides a lot of stuff from Carrie. Maybe it's just that Carrie is actually supposed to be a good guy but we just don't buy it it's funny hell no no way it's funny because when adam hides the photo my read of that situation is that he's protecting the feelings of the other guy he was like oh this will upset him to see this i don't want him to see his wife and kid in this photo so Mm. that's why he hides it but i don't know it's probably a little bit unclear danny glover Mm. he doesn't act wisely he just seems to me to be a (laughs) shit detective yeah yeah yeah. a because of the the incompetence of letting the guy go originally or whatever but even just like so he loses his job and then goes down the whole path of i'm gonna catch this guy why does he really ever think that the doctor is the killer when he's got like he's got an airtight alibi okay he's got an alibi. alibi yeah yeah it just seems so stupid that he's like dedicated his whole life to like the fact that oh you're the guy i'm gonna get you and it's like you're so dumb yeah yeah how many criminals got away when you were a cop like this is terrible (laughs) probably heaps i reckon he's yeah he's he's a bad he's a bad cop but he also makes the really dumb choice when um uh detective singh is like do you want to get called for backup Mm. or do how do we get a warrant he's like we don't need a warrant yeah and they just go in and then even even when they're in the lair and he's like, we should hide so we can see, I want to confront him. Right. They take so long then to come out of hiding. Yes. Steps off the elevator platform. Bam, you've got him. Then he doesn't have a chance to go stand next to the guy and press the button. Mm. And then because he's pressed the button, some guy's fucking around with the drill. So then he cuts Danny Glover's throat and then old mate Singh gets his head shot off yeah. with a shotgun yeah. roof bomb. 
<laughs> Good trap. Good yeah, trap. It worked. It did its job. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. Honestly, the most effective fucked trap is the um, like the glass and the safe one's pretty fucking awful. But the yeah. barbed wire maze. Oh, it's that's the worst. Brutal. Yep. Yeah, too brutal for me. Made me feel awful. It's bad. Uh, just quickly while we're on Danny Glover, two things I want to say. One, he did all his scenes in two days. <laughs> it shows. It I shows. Love that yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, I love that yeah. shit. Did he have? Did has he has he been divorced? Just is that why he's doing this movie? Has he got some <laughs> wife and kids to pay? You think this is a Jaws three scenario? Ah, uh, feels like either yeah, a Jaws yeah, three yeah, or yeah, Donald yeah. Pleasance in Halloween. No, this is just a, the the stages of his career. Right. Yeah. That's actually a good yeah. call. I mean, it was big when Lethal Weapon was big, but when's that? Nice. Right. Yeah. Well, then the other thing I wanted to mention was something we called out during the watching where <laughs> when the doctor's saying to Adam, well, tell me about this guy who hired you. We think I think it's the Jigsaw Killer. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe him. He looked like a guy. And then he's like, oh, but he was black and oh, yeah. had a massive scar on his neck. <laughs> yeah. A, 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 tall, a really tall black guy with a scar on his neck. Yeah. Like, just, just a scar on his neck is such right. a noticeable That's feature. Like, that feels like the distinguishing feature of a villain in any Bond movie. Like, it's like the thing that makes them who they are. And you can't think of that in the moment. <laughs> Insanity. Yeah. One other quick little fun fact that I learned in my deep dive is that uh, mm. James Wan actually made the Jigsaw doll from scratch. Oh, yes, awesome. I read that too. Isn't that unreal? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I love it. Literally, there's like one of the facts I even read was he's, because this is such an interesting fact, people have since asked him in interviews and that, like, well, can you tell us how you made it? And so literally all of it is made from scratch. He didn't get a doll and sort of reconfigure it. He made the whole thing from scratch from the bottom up. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. And it's creepy. Like it, yeah. it, I don't like it. Riding its little bike. Yeah. <laughs> well, while we're also talking Wan facts, um, there, so two sort of movie facts, I guess. One, when Amanda's going through those guts that we mentioned earlier... So, obviously, they're not actual human guts. What they are are pig uteruses. What? Oh, Jesus. I know. That's worse somehow, I feel. Yeah, that's yuck. That's no good. And then the second one was that um, when Adam, so Lee Wannell's character, begins to smash Zeb with the toilet lid and we see blood flying everywhere, what he was actually smashing was a garbage bag full of fake blood. He was just pounding away on it. Fucking hell. (laughs) Yeah. That's a cool trick. That's effective. That's pretty fucking cool. All right. Lads, how would we do in this situation? Boys, 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 boys. I often say that um, this is one of the easiest mm. things at the end of a, some horror films. I'm like, no, nah, this is really easy. This is also really easy. Um, we give up and die. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, we've got trust, we're buddies. No, 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 no. We all collectively agree to die. <laughs> if I'm in any of those saw traps, like the, the one that Amanda's in, I'm just no, like, no, you know no. what? You're not though. Crack my crack my head open like a fucking watermelon. <laughs> I assume in this scenario, the three of us are in the bathroom in one corner each. Yeah, I'll give that. Oh, in which case, I immediately saw off my leg and shoot both of you. <laughs> okay. Oh, we get to see Betrayer Tom rear his ugly head. Oh, I've missed you. I've, I like to horny Tom, but I guess Betrayer Tom's uh, Well, you know, there's the bit where he uses his shirt to grab the tape record, the, um, you know, the recorder. Right, yeah. Yep. And he doesn't really ever go for the gun. Oh, that's a good point. Although the gun has, the gun has no bullets in But he though, doesn't so. know that. He doesn't know that at that point. He doesn't know that yeah. it's empty. It, it is weird to me that like the the thing has just come out that by six o'clock, the doctor has to kill you and he doesn't try and reach for the weapon. Mm. Like he never tries to like arm himself up. But I find that a bit weird. I'd probably do that 
If um, interesting, I assume Tom's been given the job of killing both of us. Yeah, if, probably. Look, if the if the jigsaw killer knows anything about him, let's say the jigsaw killer has, has got us because he listens to the podcast and he's like, these boys aren't living their best life. <laughs> just, just yeah, these guys are wasting far too much. Just just the idea that we wake him in a bathroom and it's just like boys. <laughs> I've listened to several episodes of your podcast, Scary Boys, new episodes every Friday, and it fucking sucks. Yeah, he'd be like, you've watched too many horror comedies. <laughs> yeah, you're a fear my ass. <laughs> you're a bunch of fucking pussies. So today, you're going to, to nut up or shut up. <laughs> Tom, if you take the nuts of your two friends and put them up on the roof, you will live. <laughs> I'm imagining the little doll saying all this as yep. well. Yeah. Yep. Jigsaw is John Howard, right? <laughs> Australian actor John Howard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I just I, I look at all these are the ones where I think this is born from is even like the bathroom scenario, maybe we work it out and get out mm. of there, but there's just so many things working against us. Oh yeah. And also, but the other one too is I look at all those other the other three traps in the film. Mm. Bear trap, I just let that crack my head open. That's that's I'm I'll cop that. I just will. Okay. I'm not crawling through barbed wire. Oh no. Like Oh I'll, yeah. That just, sucked. That I'll sucked. just I'll just run at it and just like cut my throat real quick and um and then the the fire and the candle one maybe I do that one because I'm a big but I don't want to walk on the broken glass so maybe not yeah oh I forgot about the broken glass one that was fucked that was pretty brutal mm, especially yeah. watching him like that fast cut of him moving around the room and just thinking oh yeah. he oh that's so bad let me ask you this yeah two questions yeah. actually one do we think escape rooms exist because of this movie yeah oh, I, I would think so. Yeah. Right? So, again, yeah. another legacy this movie kicked off. And then, two, are you guys good at escape rooms? I've only done it once, and we failed. Okay. That's not conf- that's yeah. not building any confidence in me. I have done a few, mm-hmm. and I have never not gotten out in time. Interesting. Wow. Right. So, if you can tamper down your betrayal instincts, we might have a chance. What we, sh- what we should test is we do an escape room, and we learn if I'm the reason or it's the people I'm with... <laughs> <laughs> that have that have actually got me through every time. Yeah. Well, I've done a few escape rooms. I think I'm pretty okay at them. But the one I did best on was when I went in blindingly drunk. Wow. And I feel like that gave me too much confidence. And I feel like I was like, everyone step aside. I've got this. Drunk Damo's handling his business. I'm going to get us out of here. And then kind of did. So Hero. I per- <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far, but thank you. <laughs> Obnoxious is probably the word that's closer <laughs> to, the, to, to reality. Um, but we got out. So look, if the three of us have had a bit of a boozy night beforehand, I actually think, who knows? Magic can happen oh, at that point. I saw my leg off immediately because I think I'm invincible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not actually changed by the leg either. It's my hand, but I've sawn my leg off. <laughs> You've accidentally chopped the wrong leg off as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can maybe get out of it if hmm. we reach the gun, Okay. drag the gun over, and then I'm assuming Tom has been given the single bullet. Right. So we need to work together. Mm-hmm. Tom, you need to trust me. Give me the bullet. Yep. I put it in the gun. Maybe I shoot my chain Ooh, to free myself. Yes, Sean, I like then that. Then I'm free, and then I can work on getting both of you out. That's good. No, that's dude. good. That's good. The danger is, though, does he does he then kill your family because you've cheated? But he's got your family, so does he kill your family? Yeah, you're the one who has to kill. Ah, sorry, dude. <laughs> well, what happens? I wonder. 
if JMO and I kill you, do we just get to go free? I reckon. Well, no, your your key's in the bathtub. Did you pull the chain out when you got out of the bath, or were you a bit more gentle when you got out of the bath? I would have done exactly what he did, I think. Anyone yeah. would. Like, that's crazy that you've woken yeah. up in a bathtub. Of course you're going to flail, and, like, to me that's yeah. just absurd. But, yeah. like, his whole job, Adam's whole job was just to escape and get out of the room, whereas Doctor's job was to kill Adam. Those were their two things, and then they both actually did... The opposite, as in Doctor escaped and left the room and Adam actually killed Zepp, like was sort of the nice little twist of, of the way it played out. Yeah. Um, so if our job is just to get escape and get out of the room and Tom's job is to kill us, I don't know. We might be all right. Also, let's smash that camera as one of our first moves. Oh, that's a nice call. Yeah. Because if we smash the camera, then he, he can't see what we're doing. Yeah. And then we can go about trying to get out and he won't kill Tom's family. We don't even need to smash the mm. camera. Boys, we just, one of us just has to throw shit at that mirror. <laughs> that is a great point. Weaponizing shit. There is a toilet full of Tom, shit. I love it. And then I think that or we just, we just decide, we just become so insufferably annoying chatting about shit when we should be killing it. The jigsaw in the room cracks the shits, gets up, kills himself. For <laughs> I think, I think we, uh, Carney shoots his chain off, but doesn't let jigsaw know because we've covered the thing with shit. Then we talk... Jigsaw's in the room, though. Just oh, remember. that's true. Jigsaw's in the room. Yeah, Damn it. Johnny Howard. Yeah. Would Jigsaw have the keys for our chains in his pocket? Well, he has a key to get out, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he right. lets himself out. So. Yes, interesting. I think we just have to be like, I don't trust the dead body in the middle of the room. Hmm. Let's kill him. Let's just poke him a little. Yeah. <laughs> you see what happens. It'll take us a while. We'd search we search the body for anything. And, That's true. Um, I think I would shoot my chain, free myself, search mm. his body to see if there's like anything to help us get out. Right. And then in I guess he might just turn around and kill me though while I'm searching his body. He's riddled with cancer. Yeah. He's not a healthy mm. man. He doesn't have a weapon on him. Mm. Wait, the only weapon he had was. I'll got. give you the benefit of the doubt. Through desperation. I think we win. Yeah. I think we get that key out of him. Yeah. Only if we're in that scenario. If we're in any of the other traps, we're dead. Yeah. Also, if once he starts to move, Tom's got a toilet full of rot, disgusting, runny shit next to him. He can- Hang on a minute. No, 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 no. I'm not the shit <laughs> no, guy. No, you're the Come on, Tom. I'm not the shit Tom, man. You're the shit boy. You're flinging shit all I'm, over the room. You I'm can, on the other side of the room. You can fling it into Jigsaw's face while Sean's fighting him. Nah. Happy days. It's a team effort. Scary boys are happy. Yeah. We get out of there. It's good stuff. <laughs> It is funny that you see all of his previous traps, which I think are all way more sophisticated than the one we actually get. Yeah, good call, dude. Like, we get off pretty easy. Oh, we're just chained to a... Our legs are chained to a thing. Yeah. Like, we don't have a bear trap on our face or the wire. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I think that trap is more, I'm going to make you two kill mm. one another. Yeah. That great line that the cop says where he's never actually killed anybody. Yeah. No, yeah. Gordon says it. He's never killed anybody. Yeah, look, yeah. I think he could still get arrested. Uh, I think so. Yeah, look, yeah. I haven't looked into the, the statutes. <laughs> you would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Building a trap without a permit, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I'd love if that's what Jigsaw went down for. Wasn't the deaths. It was that he was doing construction without the right permit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Al Capone going down for tax evasion type shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that is all the Scary Talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you Scary listeners would like to send us any comments, just say hi, suggest some movies, all the stuff. You know what it is. You can email us at 3 at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at ScaredyBoys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone. All right. First scene, Carrie, cut your fucking leg off. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.